1: They're the best. Oh. I love those guys. This
2: is my friend, Matt.
1: I mean, talking fast like this, you gotta just talk fast like this. You just scream it out there, you'll get it out very fast.
3: This
2: is my friend, T-Bone.
3: 92-7, the Boomer. You're listening to the Mac and Bow Show on
1: Mac and Bow Radio.
2: Wednesday morning Charlotte welcome aboard Mac and Bone Showtime as you, you get ba 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 boo uh, we get ready to do this thing y'all we get ready to do this thing if I could speak uh, we've got to talk about a tough loss for State last night a big win for Wake number one UConn goes down at Creighton and we got much much more to get into why are Panther fans mad that the Athletic thinks Brian Burns is the number one free agent available in the NFL It's a very weird relationship between Panther fans and Brian Burns right now. We'll talk uh, about that coming up on the show. Justin Fields to Atlanta. That seems to be gathering a lot of steam. How do we feel about that one? We got the new college football playoff. It is out or format. It is official. We will talk about it. Five plus seven, five auto bids. For the five highest ranked conference champs, plus seven at large. We will talk. It's only a two-year deal, by the way. We, we could completely have something different in two years. So we'll talk through all of that on the show as well here on the Mac and Bone Show. We got Flound in the house. We got Bone in the House. Bone Man. Good. Take it away. Try to talk better than Good I am. Good morning to you,
3: Mac. Send in your text, 704-5709-610, the WFNZ. FanDuel text line, only rule is Try to make them good on this day The Comfort Charlotte The Charlotte Man, Comfort this is rough. <laughs> I- I'm Schwarzenegger I'm- I- I- You were like the Tasmanian devil I'm Arnold over here The Charlotte Comfort <laughs> Systems temperature Is 36 degrees, choose local Choose Charlotte Comfort At charlottecomfortsystems.com See Mac, we didn't make a lot of these mistakes On Monday show we were pretty smooth sailing, my friend. We got all the way to
1: 604 on Monday before <laughs> I screwed something up. Yeah, he's, he's completely lying. Uh, you okay. at least know that it's 92.7. Yeah,
3: I so. came on
2: back and I said,
1: hey, "Good morning, everybody.
2: Welcome to 98.7." Hey, at least you didn't mess it up on the announcement of the station's new FM signal. Remember when I did that one time back on the old FM stick? We had me- <laughs> we had meetings. There was like a week countdown. <laughs> Our boss made its DJ
3: stat. It was the most important announcement Mac would ever make. There was calls. There was emails. There was handwritten letters. <laughs> Is Mac ready? We got him ready. And there goes Mac, and he messed it
2: up. I, I said the wrong numbers. The right? wrong numbers for the new FM signal on the initial announcement. And DJ so said, how do
3: you let him do that? I,
2: can't do what any what worse do than that. What do you want me to do about it? I don't know. What do you want me to do about it? I misspoke. I do not like yeah. well, I don't know what yeah, to Yeah, get off our back suit. I don't know, you what know to tell. Suit has been our boss in eight years, but you get know, off our backs. That ain't gonna stop you from complaining, is it, Bone? It's not going to. Um, all right. Let's uh let's talk about what happened last night. Uh big win for Wake Forest, and we'll get to that in a second. But NC State last night, they have now lost five games in the ACC by six points or less. They won a close one against Clemson. But last night, again, another close loss. Three of them are at home. Um, this is a season of of what ifs for NC State. They bent in so many of these games. Hell, they win two of those five bone. They're ten and five in conference. Um, but they don't. They've lost. They've lost five games in this manner. It doesn't help when you dig yourself a, a hole. By allowing Syracuse to put up 55 points in the first half, by allowing a guy that, as Kevin Keats says, not sure he's ever dribbled the basketball, to just sit there and catch and shoot. That's all Chris Bell does. And he hit eight of them in the first half. NC State gives up 55 points. They make a great rally, Bone, but you feel like you dug yourself way too big of a hole with a pathetic first half of defense.
3: First of all, you're right. Their last four games, lost by three, lost by four, won by one, lost by four. They're all they're all there, man. They're just not going their way for the most part, despite the rally against Clemson. What an odd game. You're right. Christopher Chris Bell, Matt, doesn't really move uh from his corners and besides one pump fake. And he gets 24 points. Does not score in the second half. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Cusco's nine for fourteen in the first half. 0 for three from three in the second half. Mince. Their best overall player did not score in the first half. But what happened was they ended up focusing on Bell. He didn't do anything but the driving lane. We saw him do it against North Carolina. All of a sudden, Mintz and Copeland combined for 28 in the second half. So it was Bell in the first half. It was the guards driving like they did against UNC in the second half. And I'll say this, Mac. If NC State had like two or three more wins on the schedule, and they were up near the upper half, the upper, upper half of the ACC. You can make a case that DJ Horn's making a run for player of the year in the conference. He's, he's unbelievable. As crazy as that sounds, he's going for 25 or more about five or six games in a row now. No, he's, he's a dog, an unbelievable man. run,
2: man. 100% dog, and he's a hell of a player. Um, but yeah, he need, they, they need more than that. They need a functioning defense for more <laughs> for more than they they got last night. Because I thought I thought the second half was real good defensively. Like, they gave up only 32 points in the second half. Yeah, that, I, I thought that was real good. But the problem is you gave up 55 in the first half of the game, and you're at home. You lose to Syracuse and Virginia Tech at home, you got nowhere to look but yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to win those games. Pitt at home, eh, a little more forgivable, but still, that game was there for the taking. This is a season where NC State is going to look back and wonder, what if we could have won a couple more of those games at home? Because they would... They, they get to ten and five in conference again. You go, you win two of those five, six point or less conference games. You are ten and five. You got yourself a top five seed at least in the ACC. You do, you know, and and again, your resume for the tournament still is not necessarily the greatest, but you at least have a chance to get yourself in a better seating spot. We got to talk about the end of the game. Do you think NC State got screwed? Should that have been a foul call? I uh, I didn't
3: think so. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess possibly, but I didn't think it was anything. That was that egregious. What what did you what did you think about it? I d I don't know. I didn't really think it was anything. Horn's crazy.
2: definitely trying to get the foul, but my man from Syracuse has his arm like over top, yeah. kind of over top of horn. Yeah. You know what I mean? His arms aren't straight up and horn came into his arm. Yeah, yeah. The arm is like over the top of horn. Um Kevin Keats made a hell of a point after this game and state fans are making it online as well uh if judah mince gets all the garbage calls he gets because he's the most annoying player in the acc it's not even close he is the james harden of the acc you talk about a guy that's foul hunting every time he has a basketball um and it works for him whatever but uh Kevin Keats, do you have it flound do you have the clip from Keats? Uh, Kevin Keats made this point. Listen to this. Do
3: you feel like he got fouled? I thought he did. If, if, if we're basing it on the fact that every call to Judah Mitz gets, yeah. If it's regular, then no. He <laughs> jumped to the guys every night, which that's nothing against him. That's his game. He does a good job with it.
2: Um, Judah Mintz is a foul-hunting Jesse. It drives me insane. Yeah, he is. I can't stand it. It's, it's ten- I hate that garbage. It's, I hate that throwing yourself into the defense over and over again. The rest fall for
3: it. Driving downhill or in attacking and then just flailing your arms. Yeah, it's, it's very NBA. Like, I will say this, though. The game got tied. State did not score a point in the last 213. No,
2: they didn't execute so it down was the right, It was right there. They had right about there. four possessions, and yeah, they didn't execute. It was right there, but not, 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 and, not a field goal, not a single point in the last two games. And turns. that's the story of their season, right? That's the story of their season, uh, being there and most of the time, unfortunately, not being able to close these tight games. Uh, but I thought it could have been a foul, but... It's not, and we'll talk about it today, whether state fans are angry about that. Mac, or, I have a real, or you're more uh, angry at your own team's defense in the first half. Real
3: real quick observation, because I brought it up last night. We've seen Syracuse, who's getting better, right? They beat Carolina last week, beat state last night. Mac, are we aware that Georgia Tech also beat Syracuse? That their four wins in the conference are Duke, um, Carolina, Clemson, and Syracuse? That's that's Georgia Tech's only four wins in the conference. We've talked about the other two. That's Georgia Tech's only four wins in the entire conference against teams that are either really good or playing really well right now, like Syracuse. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it, we, yeah, we talked about the whole season. It's odd. crazy, man. It's, it's a very, I, I
2: forgot Syracuse is also in that mix. It's too. a very odd situation um, uh, with the Georgia Tech team, and I have not been able to figure it out. <laughs> and I believe I'm done trying. I believe I'm <laughs> done trying to figure it out. Uh, but they get up for the good teams, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, as far as Wake Forest goes, they put the smackdown on Pittsburgh last night. This was a bubble versus bubble situation last night. Wake Forest really needed this game. Like, they're both sitting there. Because going into last night, Lenardi had, had Wake first four out. And he had Pittsburgh the next four out. It, you're that tight in a bubble scenario, you, you can't afford to be swept by a team. And, of course, Henson went off for 40-41 uh, last time and beat Wake Forest. Wake Forest needed this game. And they are a different team at home. They are unbeaten at home. They are 14-0 and 0 at home. They shoot the bleep out of the damn basketball into Joel. And they did it again last night. How many threes did they end up with in that game last night? I have the slash line. They were 61% from
3: the field, 50% from three, 95 from the foul line. I didn't write down the total of threes. So I think I got it right here. They, had, uh, they were 10 for 20 from three last night.
2: Yeah, they were on fire, man. That and that's compared, what they do in that joint, dude. And then Pittsburgh went 29%
3: from the field, 27% from three, 68% from the foul line. That was a very mature win for Wake Forest. I thought, you know, that's a... That's a hot team. Duke's coming in next, which is going to be a hyped-up game. That crowd's going to go nuts for that. They're already talking about the attendance records that they might set at the Joel for that one. So I thought, you know what? They got they got Duke coming in. Are they going to overlook in some way or have a, a hiccup against Pittsburgh along the way? Not only did they overcome that challenge, they, they won that one with authority
2: last night. By the way, Wake Forest efficiency numbers, I mean, obviously they have a problem with only one quad one win in like seven games. But their efficiency numbers—they're 21st, Ken Palm. Yeah, they—they they are top 30 in offense and defensive efficiency. Remember early in the season we talked about their defensive issues. Yeah, 28th—that's the best Steve Forbes defense they have had there, by far. And their offense seems to always be um, a force. I mean, they're 28th in the country in three-point shooting. Um, tw- uh, you know, second in free throw percentage. That is a hell of a damn offense. I'd really like to see them get into the tournament, and this game coming up against Duke is a huge one for their tournament chances. As good as they are there, Bone, and they fought against Duke and Cameron, I think they've got a great chance to win that game, and they probably have to win this game. Right? Because that and
3: Clemson at home, those are two big ones for them. When you look at the way Duke plays on the road, they they wet teams hang around. It's it's grinders. It's It's... You know they're figuring out ways to win, man. We talked on Monday. People probably don't realize Duke has won 15 of 17 basketball games, only one full roster loss since December 2nd. That was to Carolina, that Pittsburgh game. Who's better now? But they didn't have two starters. So Duke, despite them not looking great all the time, back they've won a lot of games. But they have to play. And I'm trying to, I'm not trying to overlook Miami tonight. I'm just talking about the future here a little bit. They they can't. They got to bring their their a game in an environment. And Winston, on, they can't mess around in that game. They, they, they can get run by a weight team getting high. That's a, that's a game where you better not, you, you can't expect to, uh, you know, grind this thing out and you got to win. You better bring it on Saturday. man.
2: Oh, absolutely, man. No doubt about it. So that's going to be a fun game on Saturday, two o'clock game, I think. Right. Cause state plays BC at the same time. They're both playing at two Carolina plays, Virginia coming up at 4 o'clock on it's Saturday. The, uh, Everything's jammed there in the middle of the afternoon.
3: Yeah, Duke, Carolina are playing the ESPN doubleheader. So Duke and Wake first, then Virginia-UNC at 4.
2: So the so the Duke game will come on ESPN. They'll be about uh, seven minutes in. Why do they not do what the CW does? Why don't you uh, allow a two-hour and 15-minute window for college basketball? I don't know, man. Because how many games actually end on time? Zero. And I know I can go to my app and all that stuff or whatever. But, like, if you're recording, that's where it gets me. Like, I record a lot of these games because I might be out doing something. Yeah. And it kills you if you're recording. You miss the first, you know, however many minutes. Also, why, I guess it's contractual obligations. Why can they never
3: get off of a game before with, like, a two minutes to go? You'll watch a game, and Texas will be beating a big it's be done. It'll be, like, 27-point lead, and there's two minutes to go. No, that's a good we, question. We can't move off that. We can't say, hey – this game's over. We're going to move to Why can't they ever just move
1: off the They've game? They've done it it's a couple clip. of times this year. They did it to Carolina. Was Was it the first Syracuse matchup? When they were beating yeah, them that badly and they moved, moved off of it. Yeah. But they are I'm going to tell you right Very now. Very few times. They, they are do. not moving off of the Big 12 because they absolutely love everything about the Big 12. They think it's the greatest conference that's ever existed.
2: No, Fran Freshilla wow. hyping up the Big 12 needs to happen. More they like, won't leave Jimmy Dykes hyping up the SEC either for that matter. More like big, <laughs> uh, big, uh, big annoying, that's what I call it. Got him. <laughs> Way to show them, Boney. Way to show them. Uh, also need to mention, number one, UConn. Only their third loss of the season last night at Creighton. Um, Creighton's a hell of a team. This was a road game. Um, this one is not surprising it, the, that it happened. The manner is what was surprising. Creighton shot the crap out of the ball, hit 14 threes. This little white dude who's been on fire lately for him, Ashworth, was killing it last night with 20 points, 16 in the first half. All his buddies were hitting threes, too. Um, and uh, Creighton knocks off UConn. That's road conference basketball bone. you know worth I mean? the uh, Utah State transfer.
3: Yeah, killing it last night. Matt Creighton, a little bit under the radar for as experienced and good as they are. It's been about UConn, been about Marquette, it's been about Rick Patino ripping his team, it's been about Ed Cooley versus Prot. There's been a lot of storylines going. National in the Big East and Creighton's kind of hanging around. I would not want Creighton in that experience level of their team uh, in my bracket.
2: Come no. March, I want to play St. John's because they're not athletic, no lateral <laughs> movement whatsoever. You know what I mean? That's that's the team I'd like to play, but I'm not sure they're going to be there Rick, at March Madness. Rick Patino acted like we were playing for St. John's. <laughs> this segment is sponsored
3: by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive. When we come back, we've got a ton of football stuff to talk about, including Brian Burns, Justin Fields' rumors, and the college football playoff format being said. It's a football merry-go-round on Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.
0: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
2: Radio 92.7 WFNZ Mac and Bone Show. Getting going early. Working out some of the kinks here, baby. Early on, on a Wednesday morning edition of the show. Talked to uh, stake Tough Loss and whether or not they were screwed by the refs late. Wake Forest with a big, big win and a big game against Duke coming up. But uh, we got to focus a little bit. We got to do a little football potpourri here, Bone Man. Just kind of bounce around um, from the Panthers to other NFL stuff. The college football stuff, it's never a bad day to do a little football potpourri. So yesterday, Bone the Athletic put out their list of the top uh, ranking the free agents this year. And uh, the they ranked Brian Burns as the number one free agent. I then go down to check out the comments. I think it was like Joe Person linking to it. So it was like from a local writer, right? And I look at the comments, and all it is is Panther fans complaining that Brian Burns isn't that good. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's not- like fans were mad our guy got named number one. Yeah, we finally get ranked number one in something, <laughs>
3: and fans are mad about it. I, I, the other day, Matt, we referenced an article on SI where, you know, we couldn't we, we couldn't read it. No, the joke was we couldn't read it because it was behind a paywall. But the headline says Bryce Young to make a leap in 2024, and he was the headliner of the article. Uh, fans got mad that I read a headline, Mac, that a writer thought that Bryce Young possibly could make a leap in 2024. It's like anything that's positive right now, they don't want to hear anything positive. No, not at all. No, they don't. And uh... I get, I get the frustration, but I mean, there's no doubt how talented Burns is. I don't care if you what you think about his future here. Brian Burns is a really, really good player. At times, a great player. So I don't understand the the vitriol to him being ranked number one, we can talk about what we think about his future here and separate the fact of how good of a player he is. People don't think he's good here.
2: I, I don't know. They don't think Brian, Bur- many, many Panther fans don't think he's a good player. They don't like, like they don't like Burns. They don't like horn. Uh, they don't like <laughs> Bryce young. I think Derek Brown is safe. I think oh. he's the one... Sa- Luvu, Luvu, Luvu and Brown. Luvu and Brown and are the two Thielin. guys. Yeah. Thielen's probably cool with everybody. But that's probably the list. Tommy Tremble gets some run on the text line once in a while. And I get it. When your team sucks, I get it. You're not going to be happy. Especially when you don't have a winning season in six years and it coincides with a new owner. And a new owner has not had a winning season in six years. But he's done a lot of things wrong. Like, I, I get it. Like, in general, we shouldn't be, you know, happy clappers. You know what I mean? We should not be. But I just... And we've talked about this. This is something that has gone on in this market for a long time. I bring up Julia Pe- Peppers all the time. Mello. I'm telling you, I'm not making that <laughs> up. Mellow. currently, yeah. I'm not making that up about Julius Peppers. It was a real argument. Like, fans, like, ripped him all the time. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. A Carolina boy in a first ballot Hall of Famer. And fans always wanted more from him. And I'm not saying Burns is in Peppers' neighborhood. I'm certainly not saying that. But I'm telling you, he's a top 10, 12, 15 edge rusher somewhere in that neighborhood. And guys like that, when they're 25 years of age, are pretty good commodities. And the free agent ranking was based on everything. Age, what you have accomplished, what's your potential the rest of the way, um, what position do you play. He plays the number one premium position on the defensive side of the ball. He's 25, and he's been to multiple Pro Bowls. Was this year his best? No but he had so little chances to rush the passer because we didn't have a lead but 13% of the time. Like, you got to look deeper than just eight sacks.
3: We spent the majority of our time in the midday, you know, 15 years ago or so, analyzing why people hate Peppers and Jake the so much. Now, it fell apart for Jake at the end, but we're talking about when Jake was um, what the team needed for what John Fox wanted. We spent a lot of time even back then analyzing That's when all this started was with those guys of that era, and now it's just trickled into now of just
2: Cam had a lot of that going on. We just had so – Yes. Yeah. It felt like half our fans didn't like our greatest quarterback in the history of the the damn franchise. Like It's just – I don't know. It's just – Remember that lady that called in (laughs) that that one time
3: and basically took the entire show over because she said, I just – I think he goes to the line of scrimmage and he's fake praying. I don't think he's praying for real. I mean, God, pe- Those were the things we dealt with during
2: the camera. I mean, the cam stuff was that was the most absurd ever because people just <laughs> were bothered by every little thing he did. And it, it, it always made you wonder why are you really bothered by every little thing he did. Yep. But not to go back there again. It's just, I don't know. And it just feels like we're going through something like this with Burns. And this Texer said, would you all pay the man $30 million though? Probably not, but I'd tag him two straight years. You know what I mean? I'd call yeah. his bluff and I'd tag him two straight years. And then I'd go from there. Um, I would see if I could get him on a little bit cheaper deal. I've always said the area I would be looking at is around 27, maybe 28 million. Um, but Micah Parsons, when he gets his new deal, like like Bosa already took the market up to 34 for high, so that means everybody below is going to be pulled up a little bit. Right. Right. I keep hearing this Max Crosby thing. No, I'm not saying Brian Burns is better than Max Crosby. And Max Crosby got 23. But come on, y'all know this. It's about timing. Once Bosa signed for 34, it brings everybody else up. If Max Crosby signed now, he'd get 30, right? It happens. It's with, all about timing. It happens in every position it, in the NFL except running back at this point. Yeah. How many
3: times, Mac, do we see a quarterback get a massive deal and then, like, a year later they're like fourth on the list, and then and then it cycles back again, where it's yeah. like Mahomes. We're the highest paid quarterbacks right now. It's gonna it's gonna change again and again and again and again. It's about the timing of when your deal comes up. Now, Mac, I will ask this. Oh, we're talking about Burns' talent level. Do you, th- If a team offered, I don't know if they would, probably not, if a team offered two first-rounders again for Burns, what would you do for that one? If they offered two again?
2: I don't know. I don't think anybody's offering two first-rounders yeah, yeah. for Burns right now. I personally, it was one thing when you had a couple of years left on the deal or whatever. I mean, should we have taken that deal? You can make a great argument we should have. I just See, that's another part of this, too. The fact that people know what we turned down. Right. Yeah. I think that's held against Brian Burns as we could have had two first rounders. But that's not Brian Burns fault. That's Scott Fitter's fault. He didn't take that deal. And that's one of many reasons why Scott Fitter is not here anymore. I was reading an article from David Newton um, yesterday and David Newton uh, had, had an interesting bit of information in there. He said he thinks the Panthers have a better chance of signing Burns now if this front office group is on the same page. He says last year they were not on the same page. So it makes you wonder internally, were they not like, this guy wanted to keep Burns, this guy didn't, this guy wanted to pay Burns that, this guy wanted to take a trade. Yeah. You know, and that's what they have to get, the alignment word. Remember Dan Morgan said alignment 78 times in the press conference? It was like I was at the Jiffy Lube. They were not aligned before. Coaches were backstabbing other coaches. Scott Fitterer and David Tepper were talking to other coaches behind Frank Reich's back. Like, it's just, they've got, we can't be a damn, so can't be a Telemundo soap opera. We got to be, we have to be damn um, aligned and cohesive or we have no chance. And the owner has to create that environment. I said it before, when the owner creates an environment where you feel comfortable going to him to talk about the head coach, that's a problem. You know, so. Maggie,
3: here's your example of how it's not always the, Best in a sport that's the highest paid in a sport, how it cycles through. This guy's a great player, but Patrick Mahomes, Matt, got passed for average annual value for quarterbacks. Joe Burrow passed him. Joe Burrow's great. He's not Patrick Mahomes. So it's not It's Didn't Herbert pass him too? Uh, Or no? Herbert's right. He's like half a million bowl. It's 52.6 to 52.5. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, he, he's right up the, there. The point is, though, back was just about who's the best player. Mahomes would be the highest paid quarterback every single season. But he'll cycle down further and further now because
2: yeah. he decided. Yeah, it's just the way it's just the way it works. And when someone does go so far high above where the previous because what was that? Twenty eight. Right. Yeah. Twenty eight million yeah. per Bosa went six million higher. That affects the market when the high number has changed by six million a year. Everybody else below is going to move up, and it's not about, oh, how can Brian Burns get what T.J. Watt gets T.J. Watt's better. No one's arguing that. It's it's what right. you're saying. It's just the timing. I'm reading the, the, uh, the market. Key. It's like a house. Yes. Same house. What was the value two years ago? What was the value five? You know, that sort of
3: thing. I'm reading the quarterback values back last year. Russell Wilson made $49 million. Kyler Murray, 46.1. million. Deshaun Watson, $46 million. <laughs>
2: what, a, what an investment oh, that is. Geez. And they gave it to him all guaranteed, too. All guaranteed, those man. Hadn't three, been the same since those three guys I mentioned—Wilson, Murray, and
3: Watson—all make more than Josh Allen did last year.
2: So we will—we'll uh, get back into that Burns thing uh, around eight o'clock or seven forty-five in that neighborhood, and we could talk through it. More people wake up, and that sort of thing. We'll get into that whole uh, situation, and 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 by the way, we'll talk about it too, like. Where should he rank? I mean, people have this huge problem with him being the number one ranked free. Like, where should he rank? He's got to rank pretty high at that age with the career he's had at that position. We also need to talk about this um, Justin Fields stuff, Bone Man, because there is uh, more and more chatter. I heard Jordan Schultz on the uh, Zach Gelb show last night talking about it, talking about um, Fields and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, there also was the whole uh, hubbub that he does. Uh, Justin Fields no longer follows the Bears on Instagram, but he uh, follows a bunch of Falcons players as well. He's from Georgia. Uh, what do you think, bone man? Do you think there's some fire here? There's certainly some smoke. Oh, there's, he's been linked to
3: there for, for a while now. Feels like there might be something there. There's a podcast, Mac, that drops today. The St. Brown podcast. Amaron um, St. Brown and his brother do a podcast and the teaser I saw said, they ask Justin Fields why he unfollowed the Bears, and he says, "Let me explain what's going on there and why I did that." And then that's the tease, and it drops today, so we'll get an answer today, audio-wise, of why he did that. But yeah, this has been a, this has been a thing for a while. The Bears with their draft positioning, Fields' connections to the uh, Georgia area, need for a quarterback. So I'm I'm not stunned. It feels like it's trending maybe in that direction.
2: Right? No, and listen, that's I think that's a good move for Atlanta compared to what they've had recently. It is, yeah. Um, Am I af- Would that make me afraid that Atlanta's going to win four Super Bowls? No. Would it make me afraid they're going to win one? Really? Not really. Would it make me afraid that they could win this division for a couple of years? Yeah, it would. You know? Because the bar is so low in this division. Flounder, based on the noises you were making over there, I am guessing you are not a big who a guy unfollows or follows
1: on social I, media guy. It is the guy. stupidest thing in the world <laughs> where people say, well, that means he's being traded. It's got to mean that. I don't know why it's Willie P. That's apparently responded to that. <laughs> but uh, wow. it, it, it people get so caught up in that. Well, he, he he's following guys on certain teams. Yes, he might be friends with those players. I know it's shocking guys. He might have friends in the league. It it's gets stunning.
3: crazy in recruiting too, when all of a sudden a guy will follow an oh entire my squad. God. A player will follow Mag the whole football team. It's like, Oh my God, what's happening?
2: And then he goes to Alabama. It ends Island. up not meaning anything. Oh, uh, Flyn, uh, are you and big on the Bears thing? Why you unfollowed? A lot of times is they just want attention. I would unfollow right? them don't
1: anyways. You? You'd be pretty miserable if that kept showing up on your time. <laughs> trying to, he's trying you to go unfollow
2: WFNZ.
3: That's going to make you miserable. Is He's he trying to show them you're going to go get a quarterback. I don't need you right now. I mean, it feels go.
2: like it's a passive aggressive move yeah. sometimes. Right or, hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm available. I don't like the Bears. When it's all the ball, the ball is in the Bears and the Falcons court. Yes. Right. They have to agree on a trade. The Bears have to agree to move on. Draft Caleb Williams. Um, or somebody at one and trade him. And the Falcons need to give up uh, what is required to get him. Finder, What do you think about scrubbing the bio? That's another move there where you take
3: out anything involving your team and your social media bios. That's another Oh, well, one that,
1: well now that, I mean, now that's got to be, that's 100% right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so passive
2: aggressive. Is that what this gender, younger generation's all about? They are, all right? Because right, yeah. th- this younger generation breaks up by text. Oh, right? It's just the way it is. So they try to send messages on social media. It's such a passive-aggressive generation. You know what? I can say this
1: confidently. I have never broken up with somebody in a (laughs) text. Now, I may not have been in a relationship, but, you know. (laughs) All right, real quick, I wanted to mention um, uh,
2: the – what do I want to mention? Oh, the college football playoff. So this is the format – well, I guess initially the initial tentative agreement for a new playoff format was six – the top six-ranked conference champs Yep. But obviously the Pac twelve went bye bye. So they've now amended it. Top five ranked conference champs, seven at larges. This begins with the upcoming season. It's only a two year deal. So they'll be able to, you know, get this out there, a little trial balloon, and and then go from there. Uh I like it. I don't know if I'm in a hurry to change this format. The top four ranked conference winners will get buys. The uh, then the fifth ranked co- highest ranked conference winner gets the five seed, and then the next three highest ranked at larges get six, seven, and eight. Five or five through eight will host uh, playoff games. So you get the campus sites involved. You get some buys involved for winning your conference. I I, I don't have too many gripes with this at yeah, all.
3: Think about you got to think about March Madness. Five plays twelve. Seven plays, 10. So it's like looking at your your first-round brackets and then the other ones. That's a good point. They get a bye there. That's the I easiest like way that. to look at it. I like it. that. Two, two points to uh, mention here. One involves Notre Dame, Mac. Because they're not in a conference, they can never be a top-four seed with a bye. The highest they can get is five. So Notre Dame, and they'll be involved in a lot of these, I'm sure, in the seedings. Notre Dame will always have to play in the playoffs four games. They're never getting a buy. They can never be – they can have the best record in college football undefeated. Notre Dame, because of no conference affiliation, can never be a top-four seed. They always will be 5 or So That's something to monitor there. Are uh, they ever
2: going to be – would they ever be a top-four team anyway? And if they would, how many times? One in 15? Yeah, I, I One know. in 20? I mean, they've had undefeated regular seasons
3: before, right? Not long ago. So maybe they would be up in the mix for that, but probably – Probably most not. of
2: the time they would not. Also, there's there, but what this does for Notre Dame real quick, because I saw a lot of whiny baby crap about Notre Dame. We can't be a top four seed. First of all, your AD was involved okay, and he improved it. So Coach the, K is now a hell. I don't know. Thing. I don't know. Well, that's not the leprechaun. It did not sound ba- like that. That's a little whiny baby Notre Dame fan voice. And y'all know who you are out there listening. Um, you will go. You go 10 and two. You'll probably be in the playoff every time. So go win 10 games with that garbage schedule you got where you play some ACC teams and you play a couple of good teams and you play some garbage. Go 10 and 2 and you're probably in the playoff every year and shut your fat mouths. Right, Seriously. So. I got nothing for Notre Dame babies. Nothing Damn. whatsoever. Quit crying. How often are you a number a 1 through 4 seed? Get the bleep out of here. And Golden Bone, you enable them. You oh, enable no. oh, no. them. Golden oh, Bone. No. What is that oh, about? Wow. Mentioned something oh. that plays into this
3: thing here. I have nothing to do with this. All I did was bring up the fact Notre Dame oh, came into harsh. Four the second, a little harsh. I got it. The got second my- thing I was going to bring up is there on the other seven, <laughs> the other uh teams, not one through four, so five through twelve, there's no cap on conference number there. So you could have as many from one conference yeah. at the at-large
2: as possible. <laughs> if you fit in the top twelve. And I
3: th- I started to think should there be a cap on the number of teams from a conference in the in the at-large? But then I started realizing. If you put a cap on it, Mac, how many SEC and Big Ten teams are they going to have in their conference at this point? 40 combined? They're they're probably going to have 40 teams combined combined from two conferences, so to put a cap on it, you're probably going to leave out a lot of teams. So I think it's probably the right
2: thing to keep do Keep right in now. mind, as I settle myself back down now, you golden that was babies. Not, that was not – I had
3: nothing to do – all I did was mention the Notre Dame
2: factor and all this. <laughs> you Notre gold special.
3: You did Coach K's voice, which had nothing to do
2: with Notre Dame. You damn golden babies. Even Touchdown Jesus was shaking his head at you golden babies yesterday. Remind me not to bring up Notre Dame again on this sports radio show. But anyway, anyway, keep in mind it's a two-year deal. So, if the landscape changes, Bone, and the SEC and Big Ten eat up more schools, maybe some from the ACC, I hope not, um, they can shift that playoff format again in two years. So, that's a part can of it. Can they too.
1: expand again? Because that's what's probably, that's the reason. They are yeah, They could expand the it. playoff too. I, I wouldn't yeah, doubt it. Do are you, are you asking for North Carolina funer? They probably still wouldn't make it So, Can we stop the season halfway? and maybe we have a shot. Yeah, you
3: should get, it a, you should get rewarded. with it. If you are undefeated into October, flound. you should just get a pass. That's what I'm it. saying. Put us in. <laughs> this segment is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. Mac right now is at Aggressive.com. That's where Mac is right now. When we come back, two pro athletes, highly paid athletes, when talking about their own sport, Mac, and if they like it or not, basically said, no, not really. We analyze that next on Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.
2: Notre Dame's special, and they need to be involved.
0: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the crispy, Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing.
1: con list today compared to what it was like 10 years ago it's a lot different Um, I'm married I've had four kids my priorities have changed since I was um, in my early 20s so definitely my perspective on baseball has been more skewed
2: is it still a top priority for you
1: that's never been a top priority for me this is a job so I do this to make a living Uh, my faith my family come first before this job so if those things come before it I'm leaving is it a priority Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, alright. Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at seven in the morning or whatever time it is. So, do you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have games? answered your question. So why do you
2: keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he technically answered it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Very interesting media back and forth there at spring training what a tool. for Anthony Rendon uh, from uh, the Angels. Uh, that was interesting. And the fan reaction to this is very interesting. And I'm not sure I'm reacting the same way fans are across the country about this. I get it if the Angel fans are like, this dude hasn't played well and hasn't been healthy for us. And maybe this is why. Um, I don't get triggered as much as fans that have no rooting interest for the Angels as, as, as a lot of y'all do about this. Because um, I believe there's a lot of guys that probably don't really love the sport that they play. I think we love it. We're fans. We love it, right? We give our disposable income away to the sport. We give up a lot of time to the sport. Um, I always thought that Julius Peppers, and he said it, his true love was basketball. I didn't think he loved foot. I didn't know if he loved football. But I also didn't care if he goes out there and produces now, this guy ain't, ain't producing, so that's part of the problem. The context Does that ma- bother you, Bo? Yeah, context it, it matters. It does? Yeah, context matters. You're Why? Not, you're not an Angels not, fan, not, though. Just in
3: general, you don't have to be a fan having opinions. So, all right, so then I won't, my opinion's gone. No, but I'm saying why does it bother you? That's all I'm asking. I'm just going to give context to why fans would be bothered by this. First of all, there's no problem prioritizing faith and family. But to say there, to act like you're only there because you kind of have to be, when you are one of the biggest busts, in the history of the sport when it comes to the contract that you signed. He was a great player in Washington, won a championship, signed a seven-year, $245 million deal. Here's what he's done since then. 2020, it was the uh, the pandemic year, but he had nine and 31. 2021, six homers, 34 RBIs, 58 games. 2022, five homers, 24 RBIs, 47 games played. Last year, 43 games played. Yeah, two homers, 22 RBIs off a 245 million dollar contract. So I get it. So if you're an c-
2: Angels fan, wow. you're gonna be like, geez, that's not what I want to hear." You've been, you know, you've been a big waste of money. But as a fan that doesn't give a crap about the Angels, like I just think he said the quiet part out loud. I think many guys feel that way about the sport they play, but don't say it because they realize how it sounds, especially when you haven't been producing. I just think, you know what I mean. I just think he's got himself in hot water with Angels fans. But I don't care if a guy's priorities are faith, family, and then baseball. doesn't make me mad. It's just the nonchalant attitude for a guy that's done nothing. Uh, Yeah, it's a job. Well, you
3: play like it's your job. He's also the guy, Flounder, that went after a fan last year in Oakland. Yes. He said other stuff along the way. Could you imagine? And yes, we are not Angels fans. Fiddy Marlowe might be because I can't figure out his teams at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> could you imagine, Mac? Though the reaction if a Hornet or a Panther said this though, a guy that didn't produce. Imagine anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine Melo Ball came in at, in Utah meeting the media. Yeah, I'm coming back, and uh, you know I'm I'm here. I got my family, got my faith. It's I'm here, but it's my job. Imagine if Cam or Bryce said this. Yes, like that. that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying the so, fans yeah.
2: of the team. Where they look at it and they're like, yeah, done near what you did in Washington here. What the hell? And then you you talk like this. But just a fan across the country that is bothered by his attitude, I don't get it. Again, I don't need these guys to love the sport. We all have jobs. We all have varying degrees of love or disdain for our jobs. You know, I, I just, I don't know. It doesn't trigger me the way I noticed that I mean, this not, has triggered fans.
3: I didn't lose sleep over it, but it's notable that a guy that has that money was supposed to be a franchise changer with Trout and Otani has such a non-show. He didn't come in and say, we're going to get better. I've been working hard. I, I feel good about where I'm at. He comes in and says, like, Larry David, eh. And, I mean, here again, a job. I think he
2: said the quiet stuff out loud. Well, I think he said something other good. people. Yeah, that's but, not what a fan base want to hear, though. Let's go to – and, again, I don't care about their fan base. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a crap what angels say. I don't even – do they even have fans? I, I don't really <laughs> – Probably not you know at what this point. I mean? Like, or is everybody a Dodger Mike fan? Mike Trout's family, and that's <laughs> it. Uh, let's go to Giannis because Giannis got a similar reaction out of, out of people with something he said. Listen to what Giannis said yesterday about not uh, watching any basketball. I just, in general, do not watch basketball. So stats, highlights, how people play, I have no idea. And I, I love it, you know. I love when I go to the game. I have no idea who I'm playing. Now, does that annoy you? I
3: mean, it's hard. With Giannis, he's hard to analyze, isn't he? He says something about once a week that we have to play and figure out what's going on. Is he being serious? I, I, is he just being honest and being goofy? He's a hard yeah. guy to read. I don't know if he... I mean, I would think at some point, Mac, he's got to have a knowledge of who he's playing in, uh, that night. So I don't know if Giannis is just being goofy, Giannis. But again, uh, for what he is to that franchise, he's not what Anthony Rendon is to the Angels. Giannis, so to you,
2: it's about how they perform and what they can get away with saying. Yes. Okay. Which Giannis I understand, Giannis. Which, I don't know. Right there, it's like you know, it doesn't feel ideal, but
3: I it don't doesn't.
1: Know. It doesn't affect his play. Rendon just literally doesn't play because he doesn't. He, he doesn't okay, care. So you, so you guys are don't care. Up. Don't guys play guys are, the sport.
2: You guys are caught up in the performance. Okay. Because I think some fans fans don't like it when they hear a guy say that like I've heard a lot of athletes say I don't watch like football players I don't watch football at all when I'm not playing and I think it kind of ticks fans off but you can't make every guy love football some guys are playing football because of their God-given talent this is how I make millions Right? It's one thing not to a, watch your sport, but it's another thing, like Gian, Giannis did say there, I don't
3: know who I'm playing that night. So it's That's thing. where it sounds silly. It, I like think you're he's not making watching, that up. Like you're not on. watching film, the coaches don't have you right. watching film. Like you That's know, where it
2: sounds a little silly. LeBron is known for
3: going home to watch a league pass and watching the entire league. And
2: yeah. not every player is going to exactly. do that is what I'm trying to but say. But to not
3: know who you're playing that night and just being surprised that's when you where watch it, in, a little silly. that's
2: a little bit like, okay, is he being I, real there? I guess I'm saying, like, I don't need my athletes. Some fans really want athletes to tell them how much they love you know why fan, and, and I think this is it maybe is because fans wish we had that God-given ability yes and we love the game right we love it so much that it's like we'll put our relationships at risk to watch sports right we love it so much and it, I think it ticks fans off when guys who were given that God-given ability and can make that money when they don't love it I think yeah. it makes fans mad you know what I mean? Yeah, because you're not a, you're not an everyday Joe
3: scrapping for his family. You you have done enough there in your previous uh, stint with the Washingtons, set yourself up for life, and then you add this on top of that, and then you act like it's you know, once once Rendon got we'll put a cap on this. Once Rendon got paid back by the Angels, that seems like it was it. Like he got paid, got his
1: ring, got in his Washington.
2: Ring. So you guys are hung up on the specific. Well,
3: I think I, I'm,
1: I'll say I'm that just
2: talking in general, like if an athlete says, hey, man, I care more about my family, my faith and then my sport and my sports a job. I don't love this sport like that doesn't upset me in general.
1: I The thing and about so, family and faith, I think, is ridiculous from him, because how many guys play in the league? I mean, almost everybody that plays in the league values, family and faith. And then they would probably say, no matter how much they love the sport, that sports would be third they actually care. This dude is acting like he basically just uses that as an excuse for why he doesn't, he doesn't play. Like what is, so you, so your faith. So what do you not play on Sundays? Like you take the day off because of, because of your faith. Cause you're putting that first. If you did. Okay. But you don't do that. You're in the dugout. You're just hanging out.
3: You can also blame the angels to some degree for that contract because for people talking, it was kind of known before he even signed there, despite the time in Washington, that he was not that this could be happening, like this guy gets this money, you
2: better be careful because
3: and that's could, fine, yeah. and
2: again, I don't really care about the specific situation because I don't give a damn if he ever plays again, I don't give a damn about the angels. will I am says not everybody is Luke Keekley and is so dedicated to their craft, and it's true it's true man um but but anyway, I just found that interesting I and I guess it's split. some people are mad. you guys are mad at him personally because cuz he hasn't produced but I do think there's a general anger bone towards athletes if they don't love the sport I would love it I would watch film I'd watch it every day when I got home you
3: know what I mean yeah based yeah. off our segment prior to this one I'm not sure I love sports talk radio anymore when we <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding man I got faith family and mac it's my priorities right there when we come back full college hoops recap segment tough loss for state Massive win for Wake and an upset where number one goes down. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.